Welcome to the No Risk Sports Performance Podcast, where we discuss all things sports performance, from training to nutrition and recovery to individual and team victories on and off the field. I'm your host, Judah Boulay, owner of No Risk Sports Performance in Lincoln, Rhode Island. I'm ready to roll, so let's do this. Hey, welcome to the No Risk Sports Performance Podcast. Today, I'm psyched to have Lucas Fortini, um, a, a friend and performance coach um, from Omnium Outdoors, a new nonprofit, which was a, um, a, a, a cast off from his professional coaching business, Omnium Coaching, um, but he's now all in on this um, nonprofit which is dealing with mental and physical wellness, using the outdoors as a venue. He's still um, a performance coach through that organization, but he's got a lot of cool stuff um, coming up in the works and the pipeline with his Omnium Outdoors nonprofit. Um, so let's welcome Lucas. And uh, how's it going, Lucas? It's great. Thank, thank you so much for having me on board this week and uh, looking forward to actually having a conversation that other people can hear for the first time. between. Yeah, no, I'm psyched. Um, so... <laughs> You're, you know, I, I know we, we have a history together. Um, we've uh, done some tra training, um, you know, through uh, my sports performance business. You work for me for a bit, but your side of the performance coach spectrum is entirely different than where my expertise lays. You deal mainly with cyclists and endurance athletes, um, which is the other side of the spectrum. Um, from what my typical clients um, are. So why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into um, performance coaching for endurance athletes. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get back to, you know, we'll touch upon also your, uh, the nonprofit. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, I started bike racing as a junior, uh, started at 15 years old and actually ascended fairly quickly to some of the higher ranks in the junior level. Uh, including competing at the Junior Olympics. Um, and basically when I got to college, I wanted to find out how I could keep this cycling dream going and going forever. And it turned out that there's a lot of different avenues that you can go into in the cycling or endurance sports world. So I made sure that I got a major in exercise physiology at Bridgewater State University. Um, and from there, I actually raced kind of at the pro ranks for a few years coming out of college. Uh, and once it came time to retire, I had that backup plan of exercise physiology to be able to start my own coaching business to stay involved with endurance sports. Okay. So you're a professional rider. So you, you have full career, all you, you made a living being riding bikes. Yeah. So obviously always coaching on the side because being an elite cyclist in America is not quite as profitable as some other professional sports. Um, so I've, I was always coaching alongside of that as well, um, but it, it was pretty cool. I get to travel all over the world racing. So uh, we'll take a side. What was your favorite race or favorite? Yeah. So what was your favorite race that you've ever competed in? It's funny. I don't know if it was just because it was a hometown race, but um, there used to be a very large tour in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, actually. Uh, it was a four-day race called the Longo Classic. Um, and it was sort of a homecoming for all the big racers in the area. Uh, also, it was top-level competition in the world. You, you got to see some of the best riders in the world there. Um, but that was always my favorite. And I'm not sure if it was because growing up here, um, not to mention I also did very well there a couple of times. But 
going to Europe, going to Canada, anywhere else in the United States, there's something special about coming home and being able to race in front of a, a home crowd. That's pretty cool. Um, so now have you ever, did you ever race taking another tangent, but do you ever race in like the mountains of Europe where like, no, the farthest I made it was Belgium. I wasn't total top level pro where I could race in the Tour de France or anything like that. It was, it was much more, uh, a little bit, a couple steps down, okay. almost like the triple A to, uh, the MLB. All right. That's cool. Um, still, that's a great experience and, and, and great. And I'm sure that that helped you, um, in your, in your current career as a performance coach for endurance athletes. Oh, absolutely. Just being able to understand the mentality of what an athlete is going through. That's such a huge aspect to, to all levels of training. Awesome. Um, all right. So now, um, you're currently a performance coach for cyclists. Um, is it just cycling that you work with or anything endurance sports? So we, we handle triathletes, runners, swimmers, um, a couple of, of, you know, cardiac rehab type of clients as well, but primarily anything in the endurance sports world. Cool. Um, so what's your, like, if you, what's your process when you take a endurance athlete and to find out what they actually really need versus what they think they need? So how do you go, what's your process for dealing with that? So we, we actually do a much longer onboarding process than most performance coaching companies do. Um, a, a lot of our training is actually on the internet. It's online. So it's, it's not direct face-to-face -face personal training. Um, so we actually almost always do a one month onboarding process and that allows me to see numbers from the client, talk to them, kind of get a, a sense of where their headspace is at and what they're looking for in terms of goals. Um, and then I can kind of steer them in a direction that's either one more likely to have a real outcome, um, or two, see if there's a different avenue that they excel at. Okay. Um, so now, what level are we talking about for these? Do you have like professionals? Are you do you working with amateurs? Like like running the like what level? Like or is it just uh, a we, mix of all of the above? Oh, uh, we have everybody. I have a couple of professional athletes that I do work with, and another person that I did a learn to ride session with this past weekend. Um, someone who's just getting into the sport, learning the equipment, learning how to actually ride a bike again as an adult. So we, we carry a really, really wide breadth of different types of clients. Okay. Um, what do you, so f let's, well, since majority of the people out there are amateur athletes, um, you know, um, you know, we have a amateur runner. Um, what is the number one, like fault or misconception they have when they seek you out for endurance training? Uh, they think a coach is going to punish them for missing a day. Okay. Um, that seems to be the most common one. Um, whereas our, our main goal in terms of coaching is it's our job to fit your training into your lifestyle. So if you're the type of person who is a CEO that has to work extreme hours, it's really important on where you fit in your training. Um, and it's also really important that you don't get down on yourself when you miss a day because something more important came up. Um, so a lot of times it's a, it's a big switch in terms of helping them figure out their schedule on how to operate their training, not necessarily the actual work itself in training. Okay. So let's just say you have an endurance athlete, they want to run a marathon, um, and they don't have a lot of time, um, to train. 
um, is that something that you could work with? Like, oh, absolutely. So in terms of like, you know, like I, I know a lot of people think that, oh, I got to run a mile a marathon. So I just got to go out there and run and run and run long distance all the time. So, but then they might not have the um, time for that. Or, you know, um, from my own personal experience, you just be a lot of people, they just go run and run and run with bad form. They end up injured and can't run. So um, how do you how do you handle deal with that? Yeah, so it's it's always all about managing the amount of growth of fitness to the potential for risk of injury. Um, and the way we do this is actually through what's called training stress score, TSS. Uh, everything we do is numbers and data-based, and that's why the first month is always a learning process for us. Um, obviously, I'll be realistic with someone if they want to run a marathon and they like give themselves a month. It's just not going to happen. Um, and sometimes you need to educate the person of that. Um, but usually it's CTL, cumulative training load that we'll look at, training stress score for the day of the workout and looking at that over time. And then also their acute training load, um, which is more the fatigue of it. Uh, so managing those three numbers is how we can get as much of a fitness ramp as possible without the risk of injury. And monitoring that and keeping the athlete updated as to where they're at is how we do it. Okay. And I'm sure the same goes for like uh, endurance cycling. You know, if somebody yeah. came to you and wanted to say, do like um, one of those MS 150 rides and they wanted to make sure that they were able to do it, um, you'd be able to manage them through like the amount of time they had each day to like optimize their training for something like that. Absolutely. So the, the system is the same in terms of the data sets, but obviously the periodization changes greatly between mixing modes as well as depending on what their goal is. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So um, now it's now you've taken your performance coaching stuff and you've now kind of segued that into this nonprofit um, Omnium Outdoors. So why don't you take uh, why don't you just let the uh, listeners know what Lamium Outdoors is, where the vision for this nonprofit came from and how it relates to like the whole Omnium coaching and, or your back, your background. Yeah. So, um, once I, once I retired from bike racing, I started having some kind of strange symptoms thinking that I had a physical illness. We looked at whether it was, you know, thyroid disease, if I had a myocardial problem, um, things like that. A lot of tests, a lot of blood tests. And it turned out that I was actually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I had a mental illness. It's something that I've had my entire life, but the training at a professional and elite level curbed a lot of the symptoms. And then once I retired, all of this, these issues came up. So I'd been operating Omnium coaching for a while and obviously had this new unique platform to start talking to people regarding, you know, mental wellness and physical wellness. And I started seeing that there's a huge connection between the two of them. So I wanted to figure out a good way to help those suffering from a mental illness become healthier using the physical aspect. So we started marry, marrying the two businesses together, Omnium Outdoors, which is focused on mental wellness and Omnium Coaching, which was the training. Um, and now the goal is to help those suffering from mental illness get free physical wellness training. Um, obviously, it's still welcome to all people. 
Omnium means all are welcome. So um, we will still be offering those services to those who aren't suffering with a mental illness. It's just some of the profits will be going to help those suffering from mental illnesses. Awesome. Um, no, that's, that's really, um, you know, the mental health and mental wellness is one of the, um, and this, at least in the United States, it's, it's often overlooked um, and given very little regard and not treated um, as seriously, I think, as it needs to be or at the forefront. And um, we all know that, you know, exercise does wonders for mental health. So um, I think it's great to have, you know, a, a nonprofit where it's really stressing the importance of combining the two. Um, so now how, how has this, like the, I know you're rarely ingrained and in very ingrained in the endurance community. Um, how has this been received so far? Uh, it's, it's very surprising. So, um, we, we actually launched this three weeks ago, this okay. initial initiative. So it's, it's very, very new still. Um, granted it's a very strange time because of the pandemic and also in terms of hosting events for us to be able to have people go to and, and safely meet about this type of topic that has been kind of pushed away for right now. Um, but in terms of internet response, it's, it's been very incredible. I'm, I'm actually, uh, very heartwarmed from the outpouring of support we've gotten um, because there's, there's very clearly a need. This is a very underserved aspect to wellness overall. And as you said, physical wellness can always help mental wellness. And luckily we're in a situation where we're going to be using the outdoors as the venue for this. And as you know, being outside also helps with your mental wellness. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm a big fan of nature as medicine, and like the increase of nature deficit disorder with like kids these days because they're they don't go outside and play. They don't know what nature is, and you know, like there it's it's uh, it's sad, really. Um, and especially mental health, as you mentioned, the pandemic. But mental health for a lot of people, you know, even those who are physically fit, greatly declined over the past year, based from the lockdowns and the stress and and the um, restrictions and all that. So I think this is a fantastic time to really um, jump on the mental health thing as well as getting outside because being outside seems to be, you know, one of the safest places right now in terms of like what what's gonna be open first and, and whatnot, so. Absolutely, and we wanna raise awareness of that aspect as well. Um, the fact that getting outside is a healthy thing for your brain and your mental attitude. Um, so that that's, it, it's something that is definitely underserved, as I said, but a lot of people just don't know the facts of it. And we want to make sure that we educate. Awesome. Um, so how, how is the, you know, most nonprofits, um, they're, you know, they rely on sponsorships um, to, survive um you know and donations so what um how has been how's that route going i know you said you're relatively new but um you know with the exposure of yourself and the endurance community have how has the um reception of the omnium outdoors been with like with corporate sponsorship yeah it's it's actually been fantastic and i'm very lucky being in a, a privileged position that Cycling is completely sponsorship based. If you're a pro bike racer in America, you have sponsors. It's the only way that you can survive. So 
I had a lot of connections in the cycling world of people who wanted to immediately be involved with our process and our program. Um, Velocio Clothing, they've been fantastic and, and stepped up to help us um, with our Bipolar Adventure Project, which is a YouTube series we're running. Um, New Balance is supporting us with shoes for either all of our clients that are going to get mental mentally um, training, uh, as well as our staff for when we're hosting these events. Um, and Untapped, which is natural athletic fuel up in Vermont, they've also been a huge supporter. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so that's, it seems like you got tremendous support, um, from all, you know, um, from all avenues of the, um, community. Um, so, you know, a lot of people might say, all right, Omnium Outdoors, you know, uh, I have a mental, um, I have a mental illness, um, but I'm not an endurance athlete. Um, so this wouldn't work for me. What would you say to them? There are absolutely avenues for you. So um, one of the things that I, I spoke about earlier on the Bipolar Adventure on my YouTube series is, is taking the baby steps. You know, I'm, I'm training for a specific event. I have a breadth of experience. I can start at a different level. But there's a lot of those of us suffering with a mental illness who just they want to start running. They want to be able to run one mile, but we can't get out the door. We, we can't bring ourselves to, to handle the stress level or the anxiety to be able to even get outside to start that run. So it's about breaking it down the steps. You know, one day I want you to just be able to put your shoes on. If you can put your shoes on, you might be more apt to be able to get outside. If you're more apt to get outside, you might be able to start that run. So it's not always an elite endurance athlete that we're working with. Some people were actually just trying to help to get outside, to get them moving. Just as you said, kids today, they don't play. There's no outdoor play. We want to create that in adults, kids in all walks of life, um, just encouraging them to go out and do something that's healthy for them mentally and physically. So it's not about being an endurance athlete. You could be a person throwing on your shoes for the first time. We're going to try to help you. Oh, that's awesome. Um, no, that's, that's, that's um, um, a, a fantastic and much needed service. Um, any, any company or any nonprofit which gets people moving, you know, regardless, um, is a step in the right direction, especially coming back, coming off of this pandemic where we learned that, you know, physical activity led to worse complications from COVID. And, you know, so like our, our country is in a state of dishealth between mental illness on, on its own and then physical health on its own. And, you know, if you take somebody who's mentally, both mentally ill and physically unwell, then, you know, uh, if we can tackle that or start to tackle that problem, um, I think, it's a, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. Um, so what events do you have coming up? Um, and, um, you know, that would, that people can jump in on. Um, so let's just say we have somebody who's physically inactive, but wants to like do something, or, and we have some, somebody who's already physically active and wants to try something new. So what do you guys got yeah. coming up for events? Um, because I, I know like outdoor events and I know a lot more people are more willing to go do an outdoor event 
and because they want to get outside and breathe some fresh air and um and and experience nature so what do you guys got coming up yeah absolutely so everything i will admit did get pushed back quite a bit because of the pandemic um but starting in august is when we're going to start hosting more events again going into the fall so um for those of us who are beginners we're going to do a bunch of guided hikes they're all based in new england so um we're going to try to do one in each state uh, and that's called the new england six-pack series um, the goal is to actually have a beer sponsor from each state as part of the event. Um, and these are going to be guided hikes. So we'll have, we'll have chaperones to help with those who are experienced or inexperienced. Um, so pacing is never going to be a problem for most of, for most active people. Um, and if you are truly a new beginner, we are going to have separate events for you eventually. Um, normally hiking based or cycling based for now. Um, but we are going to start having more of those single one-offs. For those of you who are more advanced, we're doing the bike and hike series, which that's going to be at three mountains currently, um, Cadillac Mountain, Mount Wachusett, and Mount Greylock. And that's where we ride our bike up a mountain, come back down, have lunch, and then hike up a mountain. Um, so it's gonna be a lot of outdoor activities. All of them are going to be free for members of Omnium Outdoors. If you're someone suffering from a mental illness, it's completely free. Oh, that's awesome. So on the same day, you're going to bike up and then hike up the same mountain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the bike and hike series. Now, granted, that's a little bit more of an advanced level. Right. Uh, we're also going to have things like kayak to lunch, which we're just going to kayak down the lazy river, get lunch. Um, and all those details will be on omniumoutdoors.com. Oh, those sound like some fun events. Um, I'm a fan of the outdoors. So kayaking. Hiking. I'm not necessarily biking, you know, as long as it's not uphill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. All right. So, um, the, you know, I'm going to break, you know, I don't want to take up, I know you're busy and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I have my set series of questions that I ask every guest just to, uh, just to get their, their, their outlook and their opinion. Um, so the first one is, you know, um, and you have, um, they're, your perspective on this, especially after everything we just talked about, um, I'm interested to hear what these would be. Um, and I think it's going to be very, uh, it's, it's interesting. So your keys to success, you know, that now you could take whichever pathway for this um, you want, whether you want to talk about performance coaching, if you want to talk about dealing with your own personal mental health or somebody dealing with their own personal health or whatever avenue you want to go down. What are your three keys to success? Yeah, so the the number one thing, and I, th it, I think it covers all aspects, and this is something that has changed for me dramatically, um, is taking time every single day for self-care. I used to be the type of person who would wake up at 4 a.m. and work till I drop at 11 p.m. And I did that for a very, very long time until obviously you start getting a lot of the negative effects of what that it takes its toll on your body mentally and physically. So every day now I take time for self-care, whether that's just having a morning routine without the cell phone, having a nighttime wind down routine. Um, that is super crucial for me. And because of that, now I work much more effectively when I'm working. And that's something I suggest to absolutely everybody. If you're a pro athlete, it can't just all be training all the time. You have to recover you have to take that self-care and that self-time. 
Um, if you're a CEO working for a corporation, eventually if you work 24 seven, that's going to catch up with you. You need to take that self-care and that self-time. Okay, so that's one. So yeah. two and three. <laughs> so, so two is don't be afraid of challenges. Don't be afraid of challenges. Um, when, I, when I started training, racing, and then going to school, I never for an instant thought that I would own my own business or ascend to the level that I did in cycling. But it just seems as though there was always little mini hurdles all the time. And I always tell everyone, don't be afraid of the mini hurdles. Like, yes, there's a large mountain to climb if you want to get to a top level, but there's a bunch of mini cliffs on the way there. Do not let the mini cliffs scare you. Tackle them. It's okay to fail at them. But there's a higher probability that if you break it down into those mini hurdles, you're going to be able to get over the big mountain. That's awesome. Okay. And the last one. Um, the third one is for everybody, get outside. Get in nature. We are human beings. We're supposed to be outside. Whether you work in an office park 24-7 or whether you're somebody who actually works outside, take outside time seriously. It will help you tremendously. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I like all three of those. Those are, uh, yeah. you know, I think the number, first one, a lot of people don't, they neglect it. They put themselves yeah. last and they tackle their job and their kids and all their other priorities first before looking at themselves and they leave themselves for last. And um, the best analogy, I, and I like this, the best analogy I heard is there's a reason why on an airplane, they tell you to put on your ox oxygen mask first, you know, yeah. because you can't take care of anybody else if you pass out. So, exactly. um, you know, um, and then, you know, the other two, you know, I've are, are fantastic. And I totally agree about the last one, get outside. You know, we miss so much of life being inside. Um, so, all right. So I, I wanted my, to give you guys something a little bit different than the, the standard business <laughs> keys to success. Um, everyone can hear those everywhere, but we're outdoors focused. I know you're outdoors focused. Um, so get outside. If you're yep. somebody inside right now, get outside today. Awesome. All right. So the next question, um, if, if there's, and there's millions and millions and millions of these out there. All right. But if somebody asked you, all right, what book would you recommend is, so, as a must read? And it could be a performance book, training, but it could be a training book. It could be a life book. It could be a, uh, a fiction book, whatever. It's like, hey, you have to read this book. What book would that be? So I, I have two excellent examples of this. One is definitely for the life part of it. The other one is more business focused. Um, my favorite book and what inspired me to eventually start a nonprofit, it's Hollywood Park by Mikel Jolet. It's an unbelievable story of triumph. Um, someone who was born in a cult and eventually was able to ascend to the top level in the music industry. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing story of someone who just lived a very hard life, but was able to survive and make it. Um, then the second one that is very important to me is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, uh, the creator of Nike. Uh, it, that is also an excellent story about his life and how he came to actually getting Nike to ascend to the level that it did. Awesome. 
All right. So um, those I haven't read either one of those books, um, but I'm going to have to uh, that Hollywood. Both of those sound awesome. Um, I heard of the shoe dog one. I never heard of Hollywood Park, but I'll put those on my my reading list. Um, yeah, it, it's a very <laughs> quick read. It, it will suck you right in for sure. Hollywood Park will. Yes. All yep. right. Cool. Um, all right. So then my next question is in terms of. Do you have any quote um, that you like, not, I don't want to say mantra, but like a quote that you always like come back to that helps to like motivate you or drive you or like just keep you moving forward, you know? Yeah. So not to go back to Nike again, but um, Steve Prefontaine once said to do anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. And I try to think that way, broken up into certain pieces of my life every single day. Now, whether it's time to recover and relax and you're sitting on the couch, do that to the best of your ability. If you're out working, do that to the best of your ability. If you're out training, do it to the best of your ability. So it doesn't matter if you're relaxing or working really hard. Do it to the best of your ability so you don't sacrifice the gift you're given. Oh, that's that's uh that's awesome that's a very different and unique way to look at like rest because most people feel that like all right i'm just sitting on the couch and i'm because i'm i'm just drained and i need to sit on the couch but like sometimes you just need that and that's a great way yeah. way to reframe what people will like oh, i'm just being lazy well no you're not being lazy you're just taking that mental break and if you're gonna take that mental break do it to the best of your ability that's that's a great way to reframe something, you know, like, cause a lot of times people look at that as a negative, right. When they yeah, take time off. Absolutely. And that's yep. a great way to reframe that to make what they're doing actually a positive. Um, so awesome. And now this is the last question. So if, uh, if we had switched seats and you were interviewing me today, um, what's one question you would have asked me that, uh, well, I would have, I should have asked you that I didn't ask you. No, oh, so should have asked me. Yeah, so like, I yeah, so you. yeah, you're not asking me any questions. <laughs> I'm not on the hot seat. But like, if you were in my seat, right, and you were interviewing yourself, all right, knowing the questions I've asked you, what what else would you have asked yourself? Um, I would I would definitely ask more about the future plans. All right, where it's where it's going to be in three years. Perfect. All right, that's a great segue. <laughs> so so Lucas, Omnium Outdoors. This sounds fantastic. Um, I know it's just in its like infancy. Um, where, where do you see this nonprofit going? Where do you see yourself in one year? Where do you see yourself three years and that in five years? Yeah. So of course, so right now we are very tailored to being able to deal with physical wellness. We have the staff and the backing to be able to do that. Uh, I would love to, in the future, eventually get someone who actually is a trained clinician, psychologist, or therapist on board and actually be able to help give services to those suffering from mental illness. Um, so that way we can actually tackle both sides of the coin. Um, of course, we're gonna to continue to grow the event side of things and getting people outdoors. But for right now, it's all about physical wellness for those suffering from mental illness. But I would love to be able to be a one-stop shop for, for those suffering with that. And so these are a lot of lot, like very ambitious things. You got a lot of events, a lot on your plate you must have a pretty big staff 
to help grow this, right? <laughs> we are currently are operating at three of us. Okay. Um, as well as I must say that I'm extremely thankful for my wife, Lauren, who helps pick up a lot of the slack sometimes. Um, but currently there's three of us on staff. Um, we hope to grow very soon. Uh, we just want to make sure we do it in the, the proper, proper way. Awesome. All right. So where can um, we get, where can listeners um, get more information about Omnium Outdoors or you, or if they want performance coaching, if they they want to train for a marathon or they want to train for a bike race, or they just want to train for endurance, how can they get hold of you and where can they find you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So always check out the website, omniumoutdoors.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Omnium Outdoors. And if you want to shoot an email, info at Omnium Outdoors or lucas at omniumoutdoors.com. Awesome. Cool. Um, thanks, Lucas. That was awesome. A um, lot of uh, information, a lot of good perspective, a lot of like just quips of wisdom in there. Um, appreciate you coming on. Um, for our listeners, um, the contact information will be in our show notes if you want to get hold of Lucas or take part in uh, his nonprofits or any of his hiking and biking series that are going to be coming up. And as always, this notes are in the show notes. So thanks, Lucas. And um, we'll uh, be back next week with our next guest. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Norris Sports Performance Podcast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button, as well as checking out the show notes for more information on our guests. You can find us on Instagram at Norris Sports Performance. Until next time, I'm your host, Judah Boulay, reminding you to train smart and recover smarter.